Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host. Now, one of the things that we teach in NLP is about rapport and reflecting people's worlds back to them. Now, does that always work? Especially if you're dealing with somebody who is just crazy. Maybe they've lost it. Well, I had a chance to put this to the test a little while ago. I was doing some filming in a large organisation and the room that we were filming in was not suitable so we had to find somewhere else unfortunately it was on quite a busy corridor and we had to block off the corridor and ask people to be quiet as we went into this filming and it's quite an intense day we had a lot to cover and we're filming and somebody storms in and they're like how dare you this is disrupts my day I'm finding it difficult I'm I've got meetings to have phone calls to make and I said to them You're absolutely right, and I do apologise, and I think we should get somebody down here who knows how to sort this out, because if you can't do your work and we can't do our work, then what's right about that? And they were like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean to have a go at you, and it kind of resolved itself, and it was okay, and they understood it was just for a period of time. Well, that's what I kind of normally do in those situations. So we carried on filming a little bit longer, and somebody else comes in. And they were furious and mad. And I thought to myself, because this has happened so quickly, I could test this theory that if you reflect back the emotion but keep the word safe, that that is the best thing to do in a lot of situations, not every situation. And that's what I normally do. So I thought, well, what happens if I kept calm and did the normal apologising thing? So they, this lady flew at me and she was kind of very aggressive with it and I went I'm so sorry I don't know what to say and it seemed to make her even more angry which goes against conventional wisdom and I said I understand the situation but there's nothing we can do about it keep my voice calm and settled and she became even angrier to the point she just stormed off and you know what I I kind of feel like I owe her an apology rather than matching her emotion and using safe words to indicate that level of understanding, it completely backfired. So that was an interesting dynamic for me. So in here, we're going to start to explore this idea of how do you deal with somebody who's crazy? And what do I mean by that? Well, manipulators, drama queens, bullies, 
people being nerdy, people being victims, whiners, martyrs, um, giving in the cold treatment. Those types are crazy. And if we think, one of the quotes from Albert Einstein said, the most important decision you'll ever make in this world is whether you think it's a safe or dangerous place to live. Which is an interesting idea. So let's explore this idea of this craziness that often happens. And we see it at work, we see it maybe at home, people you know, who just seem to be, uh, probably a better word to use is rational. But I think crazy kind of sums it up. Right, so where could that come from? Well, we could have a look at the work of of um, Mark Gluson, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he was exploring what he calls irrational behavior and how you would deal with that. And he has this theory based on Paul MacLean's work on the primitive brain, mammalian brain and the reptilian brain. So what happens is this, is the, the primitive brain, sometimes called the crocodile brain or the reptilian brain, is basically looking for safety. It's going, should I attack? Is it possibility to have sex? Can I ignore what's going on? Does it concern me? Is there danger here? And then what happens, if as long as that's fine, it moves up to the next level, mammalian brain, where we start to process emotions and meanings and feelings. And if that all works out, it moves up to the primate brain where we get to logical thinking. And just that little model explains why logical thinking and logical arguments don't often work in situations where people have lost it. Because you're dealing at a much lower level in the brain, the reptilian brain, in this model. Okay, so going back to what was what Mark was talking about. He says there's three pathways to crazy and one to sane. Okay, right, so in childhood, we, we have problems and, you know, what we do, we deal with the problems that are going on. So as we start to grow and develop, life becomes more complex. And as children, like Albert Einstein says, we're kind of deciding, is the world a safe place or a dangerous place? And we will do little tests. So as we start to move around, we will run away from mummy or daddy or guardian. Not too far at first, but then we'll scuttle back to make sure that we're safe. Then a little bit later, we'll go that little bit further, scuttle back, make sure we're safe. And we keep testing the boundaries, which is all wonderful and good. And as long as you're not hurt, and as long as it's not dangerous and reactions we get to other people we start to consider the world to be a safe place but based on this model of the reptilian brain how does the brain respond in this model to the way that the guardians the parents or even just the adults around the child deal with what's going on so maybe there's a there's a problem and the guardian, the parents react by sort of cuddling and coddling and almost 
looking after every little tiny things. You know, you want to cover the child in cotton wool and fluff up their pillows and you you overcompensate basically. So what's the child's response to that? Well, it tends to be tantrums. And as they move up into adolescence, those tantrums start to manifest them as being spoiled. Then the thinking becomes, well, you need to do it for me. And then when an obstacle happens in life as an adult, they, they're kind of lost and they fall back to this kind of tantrum. You do it. It's not me. It's not my fault. And that leads to feeling lost in life and unfulfilled which is real sad. And then, what if the same situation, the parents or guardians, and we're moving on to pathway two of the crazy here. So we're growing up, same scenario. There's a problem, something happens in our lives. And instead of a caring reaction, we get criticized. And nothing we do is ever good enough for our parents or our guardians. And the child's response to that is a mixture of hurt and anger. So as they move into adolescence, that starts to manifest itself as hostility. And the thinking behind that becomes, leave me alone. Because of the criticism and the rejection that they received, what happens in an adult life? They start to manifest that behavior and they go into blaming other people that leads them to feeling bitter in life and that bitterness becomes a unfulfilled life sponsor of this week's nlpcourses.com podcast show is the nlp train the trainer only for the ambitions who wish to make a living teaching nlp apply for your place in this world-class training over to the Let's move on to pathway three. So again, same situation. There's a problem, something happens. And rather than being looked after, this time we're not criticized. We're not cuddled, but we're ignored. So when the guardians and the parents are ignoring the child, and that includes the problem situation, but their successes as well. The child's response is often fear. And that starts to manifest itself in adolescence as an attitude of defeatness. They feel like, is it worth it? And that leads to a thinking of, well, it will never work. And as adults, when they come up against a problem, something getting in a way, an obstacle... They just avoid it rather than have confrontations, rather than face the person. They'll just walk away and it kind of starts to lead to feeling empty in life. And again, that leads to unfulfilled. So we notice that if we coddle children, we wrap them in cotton wool. That's not good. Criticizing. That is not good, whether it's what the child did well, what they did badly, but also ignoring doesn't work. So we said, well, as Mark said, 
there's one pathway to be insane. Okay, so, and that seems to be this. Okay, same situation, problem, something happening, situations, and the parents, the guardians, the adults around. As it is said, it takes a community to raise children. They're supporting. They're not overcompensating. They're not praising every little tiny thing and they're not ignoring things, not criticizing. They're supporting in appropriate manner, which means you give praise when praise is due, but you don't overpraise. And you allow your child to struggle to feel that ability of mastering something themselves. But if they do need help, you're there for them. Okay, you don't need to be perfect at this. As, as all parents know, well, yeah, all parents, we're all perfect. Let, let's accept that. But when we're supporting our children and we're there for them, but not doing things for them in a way that we smother them, but just that balance, what is the child's response? It's confident, confidence builds and that leads to motivation which has the adolescent thinking that they can do it and as adults they manifest that when there's a problem there's a situation determination they're willing to put the work in and that leads to a satisfied adult life right so we can see well i think i might have said we could blame our parents here. No, 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 we can't. Because even as those things happen to you, you have a choice. And there's a whole set of NLP tools that can help you in these situations. But it is worth exploring, in my opinion, different models of where this crazy comes from. And let's acknowledge that we're all crazy at different times. So what I'm really indicating here is when somebody's response is always the same so they they always go into a bullying mode they always go into this martyrdom they always go into this drama queen mode now we can start to understand what they're coming from so underlying all of that crazy what is going on my thinking about it is this they're terrified of losing control. So, to avoid that losing control, they unconsciously try to get you to lose control. So, hence the drama queen, the bullying, being a jerk, being icy cold towards you. It's an attempt to get you emotional, become very emotional and unstable. Not good emotions, the emotions that may have you trouble thinking logically. And you know what it's like, you're in that situation where you're, you're trying to deal, maybe it's a boss or a colleague, and they are trying to manipulate you by being a martyr, by this drama queen, and all those things that we've mentioned. If you recognise they're trying to emotionally get you unstable and not being able to think. Well, that is a strategy that's worked for them a lot. So we probably need to have a look at some models that, ha that could help us. Because when you're emotionally unstable, the vagus nerve kicks into action. 
The vagus nerve is known as the ancient nerve, the wandering nerve, because the vagus nerve is the major nerve in your neck. But it also goes around your heart, it goes around your lungs, into your stomach, and it comes up and it touches the edge of your eyes. I think we mentioned this before. Now, why is that important to bring up? Because notice what happens when you're in that situation, when somebody's trying to manipulate you by using this process that we've been referring to as crazy. Your heart rate speeds up, your breathing becomes faster and shallower, and your stomach starts to churn, and your neck dries up, and your mouth has trouble speaking, like I am now as I'm trying to demonstrate it. And it's your vagus nerve gripping your system because there's danger here and you're trying to get out of this danger mode. And that's how they manipulate you. So, several ways that we can control the vagus nerve. One is through deep breathing. And also smiling through our eyes but I'm not suggesting that you smile at the person who distributing this crazy at you okay so from Mark Gluson's book about irrational people he has a process and he says first see that the other person is acting within this crazy if you can identify what you think the other person's crazy is we also have to then deal with our own crazy, which is your own reaction to it. And go to the other person's crazy, which backed up my thinking around rapport, reflecting that emotion back, i.e. lean into the crazy. The key here then is to show that you're not a threat to that person. And whenever you can, move that person into a sane place which I think is very important so a couple of things around that is there are times when there's people in your lives where the crazy is just too much and when you can that you walk away so what are the signals to look out for that you should walk away well if you Doing something and appeasing somebody just because you don't want to feel like a bad person or you think, uh, I hate you, I just want you to go away. And so those are signals that you ought to just walk away from the situation. And when you do, do not react to the person. Just excuse yourself. And they will attempt to pull you back into their emotion. But if you've decided to walk away, don't react and do not respond to them. And do not go back and see if you can resusc resuscitate that relationship. Because as soon as you do, as soon as you think, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad, let me see if I can reconnect they will suck you back into those emotions. So when you are dealing with people, and from a rapport point of view, we're going to reflect back the emotion, the intensity, the actions in the same way, the words in a safe way. We need to remember, not everyone is totally crazy. Somewhere inside of them, 
is an area of calm. And can we get past that? So some of the ways that you can use is if, if there's somebody wants to vent something, for example. Yes, you can match their intensity, but allow them to vent. Listen to them. And once somebody's got it out of them, that can bring the emotion down. So that does mean things like paying attention, being in the moment. If you're on the phone, resist the urge to hang up. And if you're talking to the person, here's a little tip. Look into their left eye. Why would you look into the left eye? Because it connects you with the emotions that person is processing. So why would that be? Well, we're cross-wired as human beings. That means the left side of my brain controls the right side of my body and vice versa. And so when you're looking into the left eye, that left eye is connected to the right side of the brain. It is unusual because the eyes are also connected directly back, but that's the exception, not the rule. But it does work. Notice that if you want to speak to somebody logically, look into their right eye. And if you want to speak to somebody, somebody's right brain, look into their left eye. Well, I hope this helped. I think we've gone a little bit over time on this one. So I do apologize, but I think it's quite a big subject. And if you've got any examples of where you've dealt with crazy, please leave a message below on the website. And if you've got any questions, let me know. Do visit us on nlpcourses.com and I will see you next time. All the best. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to nlpcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.